Hi, everyone. Welcome back to a new episode. I hope you're having a good day, a good week, whenever you're listening to this. Hope you're doing well. I can't believe it's already the end of January when you're listening to this. It's so crazy how time has flown already. And it's kind of funny because I look at myself and January so far and I'm like, what have I done this month? Like, what has been accomplished here? I will tell you what was accomplished really recently in my life. This is really big for the program. I rearranged my pretty much my entire apartment, my living space and my bedroom, which is obviously where I spend the most time, completely rearranged it. I haven't really shown photos of what it looks like on social media yet. I'm sure you'll see it in my next YouTube vlog. But yesterday I had the urge, my boyfriend was here with me because I could not have moved all that furniture by myself. We were like, let's rearrange my apartment. It was time for a new vibe. I have lived here for over a year now and I haven't switched around anything since I moved in and I was always the queen of changing up my bedroom when I still lived at home because I lived in that same childhood bedroom for 20 years of my life and so I was constantly changing the orientation of my bed and where my desk was and redecorating it because I just love when my spaces feel fresh and I really was craving that feeling in my apartment because it's been the same for about a year like I said and I realistically don't know how long I'm going to live in my apartment that I'm in now. I renewed the lease for a little bit longer and nothing is set in stone at all yet, but we'll see. However, I was like, you know what? Regardless of whether I'm here for much longer or a little bit less than that, I am craving change in here. And it is crazy how much switching around the like orientation of your furniture can completely change the vibe of your living space. Highly recommend doing it if you haven't done it in a while. It also is just so fun. It's a lot of work. I'm pretty sure that's why my back is sore right now because I was heavy lifting, okay? I mean, I'm not gonna lie, I wasn't doing the heavy work. No, 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 he took care of that. But you know, I, I did my part and it turned out so good. I originally thought that my apartment couldn't be arranged any other way, but the way I have it now just looks so good and it feels so new and fresh in here the vibes are good again it was feeling a little and eh, there was like some weird energy in here you know it, it's it, it's been a quite the year it was time for a change and i definitely feel like this uh, space just feels a lot more me now the energy flows really well i feel like the feng shui of it all is also really good and i don't know how but moving around a couple pieces of furniture opened up so much more floor space and it just looks so much better so completely changed up the living room. That looks so different. And then I completely changed my bedroom, which just feels so good. And I don't know, I'm really excited to have a new space again. I'm kind of wanting to do that here in my office too. I record this podcast from my second bedroom. That's kind of where I do all my work. And I kind of want to switch it around in here too. I feel like why not just change up the whole apartment? So that's been really good for the program. I'm really happy that I did that. And I'm also redecorating my apartment. Not anything crazy, but I am going to be doing that soon, which I'm so excited about. I've been picking up some new decor pieces. I'm changing out some of the prints that I have up on my wall. And I'm just going to switch up the vibe a little bit because it is time to do that. I'm so excited. I love interior decorating. I'm not a professional at it at all, but I just love doing it for my own place. And I'm so excited about that. I just feel really good in here. And it was the fresh start that I needed. It's been an interesting, you know, last couple of weeks and what better way to get in a good headspace, feel fresh, feel new than changing up the environment you're in. Because I know for me, at least, if my environment doesn't feel good to me, it just affects me so much 
mentally even subconsciously sometimes I don't even realize it like I know for me whenever I know my apartment is a mess even if I'm not at my apartment I just I get stressed and you know whatever your environment plays a really big role so take care of your space you know maybe get a little give it a little refresh organize it a little bit you'll feel great so that's my little update for myself just celebrated my boyfriend's birthday which you know it's always interesting your first birthday with the person you're dating because it's kind of like okay how much do I pop off what do I do it's always a fun thing to funny thing to navigate and it's really funny because I don't know if anyone else is like this but in my head I'm always like okay you never want to start dating someone right before Christmas you never want to start dating someone right before their birthday because then it can get really awkward you never know how to like do that whole thing I know for me whenever I have friends who like start dating someone right before it's Christmas it's like okay how are we doing the whole gift exchange thing like I don't know that's just a whole other thing to navigate but you know it was really fun I planned this fun boat day I posted about on Instagram if you saw it but it was really fun and yeah got myself an Aquarius man which apparently is a good thing I don't know I've been reading the comments and you guys are like oh my gosh he's an Aquarius I don't really know um, that much about astrology like that, but I, I'd i be lying if I said when we initially started talking a long time ago that I didn't look up Scorpio or Scorpio woman and Aquarius man compatibility. And it, it's pretty promising. So I'm really happy about that. Not that I don't know how much that matters, but you know, it felt good to see. Other than that, I don't think anything too crazy or very interesting has happened lately, but let's get into today's episode since there's nothing else to update you on. Today, I wanted to do my first advice sesh of the year. I'm so excited to get back into these. I know you all love these episodes. At the end of last year slash beginning of this year, I asked you guys on the podcast Instagram at my mind pod. If you don't follow it, you definitely should. I asked you all to fill out this little survey that I created on Google Forms. And in that survey, I was asking what your favorite episodes from me are. And so many of you voted for these advice sessions. And I'm so excited about that because I love doing these. It feels like, you know, a little girl chat time. Do I always give the most perfect advice? No, I don't think any advice is always quote unquote perfect. But hey, take whatever you want. Leave whatever you want. This is all relative to what I know about you. And hey... All I'll say is that I will not be held liable for my advice, take it or leave it. I like to think I give good advice, but that's just one person's perspective and opinion, (laughs) and that's mine. So anyway, let's get into this first advice session of 2023. If you want to participate in future ones, like I said, make sure you're following the podcast Instagram so you can participate in the future, but let's get started and head into these questions. How to be more outgoing. This is such an interesting one because this is one thing that I've struggled with for so long. I've talked about it in the past, how I'm definitely a little bit more of an introverted person or so I thought. I feel like, you know, we all have a little bit of introvert and extrovert inside of us. What took me to be outgoing was having the right people around me. I have a friend who brings out the very outgoing side of me, which I really appreciate. I feel like it really comes down to who you surround yourself with. So if you are wanting to be more outgoing, you want to be more extroverted, find friends that bring that side out of you and who are very outgoing themselves. It's so nice to have people that have traits that you admire because you kind of take them on yourself. I know for me, even meeting my boyfriend, it was such a shock because he's such a social person. And I know for me, I'm definitely social, but not to that extent. And I don't know, even just being with him has made me a lot more outgoing. I'm a lot more comfortable with being outgoing and it's kind of just becoming a part of who I am. I feel like if you have friends 
who are more extroverted and you spend more time around them, naturally you're going to take on those traits as your own. And it definitely is uncomfortable at first. You know, anything that you're not used to is going to take some time to get used to it. But I feel like when it comes to being outgoing, you just have to do it. And the more you do it, the easier it becomes. I know it can be really hard to put yourself out there, but the more that you do it, you are just going to build that confidence that you can. Any trait that you label yourself with, say if you're labeling yourself as shy or introverted, if you are saying, I am shy, I am introverted, you're not giving yourself space to grow if you want to be more outgoing. I feel like if you change that mindset to being like, okay, I'm feeling shy. I'm feeling introverted. You know, you identify it as more of a feeling instead of a character trait because sometimes character traits can be feel so fixed, but they're really not. But if you label something as you're feeling a certain way, I feel like it gives you room to move freely through those different emotions and feelings. And this goes for anything that you want to change in your life. Instead of identifying as a certain thing, you don't have to claim those identities. You can change them even if it feels like it's a part of you. You're always allowed to change. You're always allowed to grow. And I don't know. I feel like to be more outgoing, you just have to do it. How to not get so embarrassed by many things. I feel like when it comes to embarrassment, the only thing that's embarrassing is feeling embarrassed. Embarrassment is not a feeling that anyone places on us but ourselves. So that means it is completely up to us if we want to feel embarrassed by something. I don't know if that really makes sense. I remember hearing that in a podcast a while ago and I was like, you know what? I can choose to be embarrassed by things or I can choose not to. And that was so freeing. Obviously, I have to, you know, keep training my mind to do this because naturally I get embarrassed by some things that I slip up with or do whatever it is, you know, but life just feels so much better when you don't take it so seriously. Nothing is really that serious. When you think something life-endingly embarrassing happens to you, it's really not that serious. I know I've thought that many times in my life, and at this moment, I can't remember a single one of them, which tells me all I need to know that it was never that serious, even though I thought it was at the time. This episode is brought to you by BetterHelp. This year, I'm trying to be the best version of me, and that means really investing in myself and putting in the work to do that. But it's not always as simple as it sounds. Life definitely has a funny way of throwing things at you unexpectedly. However, one way to show up for yourself is therapy. Working with a therapist can help you learn positive coping skills, how to set boundaries, and things about yourself you might not even know. Therapy is a very personal experience and therefore can sound very intimidating, but BetterHelp makes therapy convenient, flexible, affordable, and entirely online. All you have to do is fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapist anytime for no additional charge. Therapy has always proven to be very beneficial for me, and I think anyone in any season of their life could benefit from it, and BetterHelp is a great way to get started with all of that. So if you want to live a more empowered life, therapy can get you there. Visit betterhelp.com mind today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash mind. Definitely go check it out. How to thrive being single when everyone is in a relationship. I feel this. There have been so many periods in my life where I feel like all of my friends around me were in relationships. It felt like I was the only one single. And I definitely know how that feels. And the thing is, there's beauty to being single. There's beauty to being in a relationship. You know, nothing's wrong with either. There's single people who are like, I never want to be in a relationship and there's people in a relationship who are like, I did not like being single. So you know what? You adapt to what you're given. I feel like for me, it's funny because I was like, I'm going to be single for the next blank years of my life. (laughs) 
And then I wasn't. And suddenly I'm in a relationship and I'm loving it. But you know, it's funny because when I was in that single mindset, this was the last thing on my mind. And I thought this is not what I wanted. But now that I'm in it, I'm like, ah, I love this. So, you know, you just have to accept that, hey, you're single and there's nothing wrong with that. Being single is such an amazing, beautiful and freeing thing. You have complete independence, the time to do whatever you want with your life there's so much to explore. There's so much to do. And I know how isolating it can be when you're in a different stage of life than other people say, like I said before, all your friends are in relationships. If that's the case, maybe start reaching out to people who you know are also single in a similar stage of life. I think it's so important to build a community of people around you who are in similar stages of life because that can definitely create distance and, you know, friendships and whatever kind of relationships when you're on such different pages of things. I think the most important thing to know is that there are endless opportunities for yourself. I'm not gonna say the cliche, oh, your time will come because you know what? That's not even what this is about. Being single means focusing on yourself, doing things for you, doing things that feel good, making memories that you know, you'll know tell, you tell your future person later down the line whenever that happens live life for you it is such a beautiful thing to do that and you can thrive so hard when you're single obviously you can thrive if you're in a relationship too that's not what this question was about though so how to thrive when you're being single find other single friends do single people activities if you want you know go have fun make some memories maybe go on like a little girl's vacation girl's trip i don't know that is the beauty of being single you can do whatever you want to do because the world is your oyster Tips for starting a solo podcast without feeling awkward. Great question. And I don't know if this is going to make you feel any better, but and you know, I've been doing this for quite a few months now. I think nine months-ish. And there's times, you know, literally not going to lie, every time I film an episode or record an episode where I still feel awkward because truth of the matter is I am sitting alone in a room talking to myself out loud, having a conversation with myself. If you think about that, I'm having a conversation with myself for 30 plus minutes. Is that normal behavior? I don't know. Um, so I don't know if there's really tips for how to not be awkward when you're a solo podcast. I mean, the beauty of a solo podcast is that you can go wherever you want to go with it. I love dual podcasts, like a duo. You know, I love conversational podcasts. I think those are so fun. But there's also a beauty to a solo podcast because seeing where people's heads go when you're there having conversations with themselves is so funny. And there's something really calming about a solo podcast. You know, there's not two different things to focus on, like two different voices to differentiate from. I don't know. But my tips, write out a very loose script for yourself. None of my episodes are scripted, but sometimes if I know it's going to be a certain type of episode where I might lose my train of thought a little bit, I like to create a very, very loose outline of different points I want to touch on. It's also really helpful if you have little segments, which is something I definitely want to incorporate into season two of this podcast. I'm still trying to figure out what I want those segments to be like in the beginning and end of my episode, just a little fun segment to sprinkle in, you know, break up the episode a little bit. So having some of those is really good. And, you know, you can always just edit your episodes if you're feeling awkward, because I'm not going to lie, even in this episode, you would never know because I edit my podcast a little bit, nothing too crazy, but there will be times where I have like a three minute pause because I just have no idea what I just said. I forget everything that was just coming out of my mouth and I lose my train of thought. Sometimes I edit out parts where I'm just completely stumbling over words and nothing makes sense. So, you know, even though my podcast might sound <laughs> like it's polished and not awkward, trust me, 
if you were to be a fly on the wall in this room, you would see just how awkward I look right now. I'm like sitting so awkwardly in this chair, hunched over, talking into this mic. I kind of look like a little bit of a gremlin. Uh, so you know what? Embrace the awkwardness. Embrace it. How do I stop beating myself up every time I have quote unquote bad or quote unquote unproductive days? You know what? For me, when this happens, even if I have like a streak of unproductive days in a row, if anything, I don't get mad at myself because it just creates further motivation to have productive days ahead. And you know what? Sometimes when I break it down to myself and I'm feeling very, you know, I'm like getting on myself for being lazy, which lazy isn't always a bad thing. Okay. You know, there's got to be a balance of being super hardworking and then knowing when to rest. I feel like people don't realize how necessary rest is because everyone gets burnt out to a certain extent. There's no one in this world who can just be constantly go, go, go and always have the most energy and be super productive. We all have unproductive days. They're so necessary. And if anything, they fuel me to have more productive days. What I like to do when I'm getting in that hole of, oh my gosh, I've been so unproductive. I feel so lazy, blah, blah, blah. I like to remind myself that nothing is that serious. And at the end of my life, it's not gonna matter if I had you know, some patches, some sections of my life where they've been like unproductive and very like flop era-esque. <laughs> and you know, that mindset can be very dangerous to play around with because sometimes I'm like, oh my gosh, wait, nothing matters. And why do I, why am I doing this? Blah, blah, blah. That's when I start to spiral. But you know what? To keep it simple, I will just be like, this is not going to matter. It's not that serious. You're fine. Being productive is not the most important thing in life. I'll be the first to admit, as you all know, I'm an anxious girly, especially when it comes to my health. And I often find myself in these very deep rabbit holes on social media, which definitely don't help. But if you struggle with a similar situation to me, have no fear because ZocDoc is here to help. ZocDoc offers easy ways to get the answers you want and the care you deserve. They can help you find expert doctors and medical professionals that specialize in the care you need with the experience that you want. ZocDoc is the only free app that lets you find and book doctors who are patient reviewed, take your insurance and are available when you need them and treat almost every condition under the sun. I love a little surprise every now and then, but definitely not when it comes to medical care. Like I said, I can be anxious at some times. So it's comforting to know that with ZocDoc, there are no alarms and no surprises. I use ZocDoc and it's such a great tool. You're able to choose from thousands of patient-reviewed doctors and specialists, browse doctor profiles, upload and verify your insurance information, and ultimately get the care that you deserve. So go to ZocDoc.com mind and download the ZocDoc app for free. Then find and book a top-rated doctor today. Many are available within 24 hours. That's zocdoccom slash mind, zocdoc.com mind. I really like this question. How to not fall back into toxic behaviors after getting into a new relationship? This is such a important question I wanted to touch on because I feel like, you know, you maybe go through a relationship, you have these toxic patterns that you're like, okay, I'm, after you've like, gone through a breakup with this person you're like this won't happen again you feel fine whatever and you get into a new relationship and you notice these tendencies to come back out it's so normal you need to do healing after you go through a breakup there's healing that needs to be done by yourself but the real healing i feel like happens when you get into a new relationship and these behaviors come back and you're like wait i thought i did all this healing that's because you can't do 100 percent of the healing by yourself it's so important to have open communication with this new person in your life about what's going on, how you're feeling, identifying what the issue is and acknowledging it. 
because hiding it from them is probably just going to make things worse. And the only way you're going to get through something is if you work through it with that other person. It's very hard to do alone and keep from them. And, you know, I think it's a beautiful thing when two people come together and, you know, they've done healing by themselves and then they do healing together. That is such an integral or not integral. (laughs) It's such an important part of a relationship talking about things that have happened in the past and figuring out how to make changes out of those you know, little toxic tendencies, toxic little behaviors. And sometimes it just comes to a point where if you feel toxic behaviors coming back up, you just have to push them down. Make it a habit for yourself to not feel like that because some things, some tendencies become so habitual that you need to constantly remind yourself not to do that. Don't allow yourself to do certain things. And that'll become second nature to you too one day. There's power in repetitiveness. And if you're so used to doing one thing, say you're so used to stalking your boyfriend's Instagram or something and looking through every single girl he follows and noticing like his snap score going up or his following, whatever it is. If that was one of your toxic tendencies, you can't feed into it in this new relationship. I know how hard it can be to stop things like that, but you have to... You have to do it. I know it feels impossible, but it definitely is. You don't want to, it's just a shitty feeling to have. You don't want to feel like that forever. You've got to cut it off at the source. You got to hold yourself accountable. I think it's really important to acknowledge when that's happening to you. Talk to someone about it. Talk to your partner if you feel comfortable with that. Maybe talk to a friend. That kind of stuff will just continue and continue and continue until you put a stop to it. And I don't know, I feel like acknowledging it is a really, really good first step. The fact that you even asked this question is a great step because you're gonna be moving forward one baby step at a time. How to handle having arguments with your boyfriend. I feel like I blow up and then realize it wasn't a big deal. Ooh, this one. (laughs) I feel this and I think a lot of people can relate. There was this TikTok sound that was recently trending. I know it was something like, you know, it was never that serious. And you know what? Sometimes I find myself going through this exact same thing that you go through. But this is what has helped me. You know, it gets the best of us sometimes. Anger is a crazy thing because of the control it feels like it has over us. You know, sometimes it's not even anger, just like whatever the emotion is that might cause a fight or a little argument. There's definitely a few things that are important to do. If you're having an argument with your partner, the first thing is to take a deep breath. I know it can just feel all-consuming, like the world is ending because it sucks fighting with someone that you love, but it's very normal. I don't think arguments ever have to get too screaming or anything like that. That's just my personal opinion. I think arguments can be handled with respect for both of each other, but I, what I feel like is so important when you're arguing with someone you love, sometimes there's so much physical space between people and in a relationship, The physical aspect, you know, of touch is so important, even just staying connected by maybe holding hands, even if that feels like the last thing you want to do. Remember that it's not you and your partner against each other. It's you and your partner against the problem. And even that mindset is just so helpful to keep in mind because it's not always about being right or being the winner of the fight. You know, sometimes you have to put your pride and your ego aside, realize that you're talking to someone that you love. I know sometimes it's very easy to see red. Take a deep breath. Don't lose, you know, physical connection with them. If Even if you're just like touching hands or touching knees or something like that, when there's so much physical space between two people who love each other, it can just create so much distance. And that's when things can sometimes really escalate. So I definitely recommend doing that. And also 
sometimes when you're taking that deep breath, look at your person and be like, I'm talking to my best friend right now. This is the person that I love. Even if, you know, you're going through a really big issue right now, at the end of the day, you don't want to do anything you'll regret. Again, sometimes you really have to put the pride and ego aside because it's never worth it. And that's how personally, whenever, you know, little issues have arised, that's kind of how I start to tackle it. It should be tackled with respect and love for each other. And, you know, you got to address the issue, find a solution and move on, move past it. Don't let arguments and fights linger. I'll literally remind myself of all these things as it's happening because I need to, you know, sometimes it's so hard to be thinking about this when your mind is just swirling and, you know, all these negative emotions are happening. I really have to bring myself back and be like, what's the goal here? The goal is to not hurt the other person's feelings. The goal is to tackle the issue together. And that's kind of the advice that I would give myself because that's definitely what has helped me. The new year is finally here and I've committed to kicking it off right by finding small ways to help me look and feel my best. Taking care of my skin is a huge part of my new commitment to self-love and self-care and that's why I'm so excited to partner with Apostrophe, the sponsor of this episode. Whether you're dealing with breakouts, signs of aging, or acne scarring, Apostrophe's mission is to empower you and help you feel comfortable and competent in the skin you're in. Apostrophe is an online platform that connects you with an expert dermatology team to get customized acne treatment for your unique skin. Through Apostrophe, you can get access to oral and topical medications that use clinically proven ingredients to help clear acne, simply fill out an online consultation about your skin goals and medical history, then snap a few selfies and a board-certified dermatologist will create your initial customized treatment plan. Apostrophe provides access to prescription treatments for all types of acne, from hormonal acne to facial acne and even back and chest acne. I've definitely had my struggles with acne still to this day and figuring out what products are best to use for my skin. There's so many options out there that it can be honestly so overwhelming, but with the help of Apostrophe, I definitely want to focus on improving my acne scars and overall skin texture this year and just getting my acne under control. I've been using their clindamycin treatment for my body acne, which has been so helpful. I've always been a little bit self-conscious of the acne that happens on my chest and my shoulders and back. So I've been using that routinely and it has been so helpful. And I have a special deal for my audience. You can get your first visit for only $5 at apostrophe.com slash Ava. When you use my code Ava, that's a savings of $15. This code is only available to On My Mind listeners. So to get started, just go to apostrophe.com slash Ava and click get started. Then use the code Ava at sign up and you'll get your first visit for only $5. Thank you apostrophe for sponsoring this episode tips on how to cope with loneliness. This is definitely something I've dealt with before. I've gone through phases where I didn't feel like I had that many friends to lean on and hang out with. So I totally feel you on that. You're definitely not alone, which is kind of ironic because I know feeling lonely literally makes you feel like you're alone, but you're not alone in that feeling. There's so many people who go through this. I go through this sometimes still yet. The crazy thing about feeling lonely is that even if, you know, you're surrounded by tons of amazing people, if you don't feel like understood and accepted by these people, you can still feel lonely. So it sometimes you're lonely because you have no one around you, but sometimes you can still feel lonely even when you have tons of amazing people around you. So (laughs) that being said, tips on how to cope. Honestly, one tip that I have on how to cope is knowing that at this point in your life, 
you still haven't met some of the people who are going to be your lifelong friends, be such big people in your life, you haven't even met all of those people yet. You have so much more life yet to live, so many more people to meet. You haven't met some of your most favorite people yet, which is such a crazy concept. Another tip, social media is there for a reason. I know when I've felt lonely, I've leaned on watching different YouTube vloggers and really connecting with them through there, which, you know, is funny because I know I make videos, but I still watch other YouTubers vlogs and feel less lonely when I was, you know, going through stuff. I would, you know, find someone on the internet who was going through maybe similar stuff and really connect with someone online who has no idea who I am, but that still really helped with the feeling of being lonely. Other things you can do is find communities where there will be like-minded people, whether that's, you know, joining a class, like a workout class or some type of club, or maybe even volunteering someplace. And lastly, I think when you're feeling lonely, it's extra important to pour into your self-care, self-love rituals, you know, do the things that make you feel good, turn on your comfort show. I know for me, when I've gone through lonely periods of my life, when I really focused on being a better friend to myself, that is something that really, really helped. Advice on how to stop scrolling on TikTok for hours. Hmm. Boy, do I have a lot to say about this, but I'll keep it concise. Delete the app. You're not going to be able to give yourself a time limit on how much time you spend on TikTok a day. I know they have that setting that you can do, like you can set time limits on apps, but everyone and their mother knows that when people do that for their social media apps, they never listen to it and they always just press, it's fine, use it anyway, or whatever it says because it's not that strict, you can still get into your stuff even if you pass the time limit. So it's never that strict. Delete the app. It's very hard to stop yourself when it's right there sitting in front of you. Honestly, out of sight, out of mind. If it's on your homepage and you scroll past it every day, of course you're going to look at it. For me, I have to have the TikTok app because it's part of my job and I really do enjoy it, but I have had to make a very conscious effort to not endlessly scroll on it because I was just spending hours and hours of my time which is just so so crazy because in the grand scheme of things I don't want to look back on life and be like oh my gosh I spent so much time scrolling on my phone what was I doing you know there's nothing wrong with doing that once in a while but initially when I wanted to kick this habit I deleted the app off my phone I would only redownload it to upload stuff the reason that I wanted to get off TikTok more and you know make have better healthier balance with it was because I was just constantly seeing stuff that didn't make me feel good. There's so much information on there and things being thrown at you, advice being thrown at you, and it was just getting very overwhelming for me. It was making me feel a little crazy. So I deleted it and I feel a lot better. Also for me, I know for a fact that so much of my humor and the way I talk and my lingo is from the internet and I don't want to be one of those people who people are like, oh my gosh, she's, she's so chronically online. I really don't want that for myself. You know, whatever, what people think of me, that's fine. But what I think of myself, you know, I, I don't want to have a personality that's built off the internet, you know? And when you spend a lot of time online, naturally, you're going to pick up certain things, pick up certain jokes. You know, it's very influential in your mindset, especially if you're spending hours scrolling on these different social medias, especially TikTok, because it's so addicting and you're consuming so many different pieces of content so quickly. It's a lot for your brain to process and, you know, it affects how we act and stuff. I really do believe that. And so that's why I wanted to slow down. That sounds crazy, but if you're someone who also has the issue of spending a lot of time online, you kind of get it. So that's my biggest advice. 
you're not going to have the self-control to tell yourself, okay, I'm only going to scroll for a little bit each day. No, delete the app. And honestly, the longer you go without it, the more you realize you never really needed it, quote unquote. Social media is great, but if you're, you, you know, lack self-control with it and you just go crazy, totally understandable because I get like that too. You just have to cut yourself off from the source. And eventually, if you do decide to redownload the app, you've already broken that connection with it. So, you know, I feel like that's just the way to do it. Cold turkey, baby. Help. I keep falling in love with boys just because they look good. (laughs) Sometimes it's the best looking guys that treat you the worst. So you can't base it off of that. (laughs) Sometimes. Because at the end of the day, that shit fades away. And what's left? Personality. So how do they treat you? How do you feel around them? That's far more important than, you know, someone who you're just like, oh my gosh, they're so attractive because attractiveness is, you know, fleeting and it's kind of the least important thing when looking for someone. Yes, physical attraction is definitely important to have when it comes to two people coming together, dating, being in a relationship, whatever. It comes down to your compatibility, not your chemistry. Yes, chemistry is important, but being compatible with someone is what will take you far much longer than just having chemistry with someone because chemistry is fleeting and you know you can have chemistry with anyone but not compatibility so I feel like it's impossible to fall in love with someone just based off their looks how to better your body image honestly this could be a whole podcast episode probably because there's so much to talk about with that but I feel like what it comes down to is just seeing your body as a body It doesn't have to look in a certain way. You don't have to be completely obsessed with, you know, the way you look because even that can become unhealthy too. But just being neutral with, okay, this is how I look. This is my body. It is literally a vessel of life and it's what gives me life. And for me, just seeing it as that has been so helpful over the years because it's something that I definitely struggled with before. But, you know, I stopped nitpicking at myself in the mirror. If I notice myself starting to do that, I have to make a conscious effort to stop And I also realized that who I am as a person is so much more than just what I look like because at the end of the day, that is the least important thing. It always feels so good to be complimented on your character traits, your hardworkingness, your personality, whatever it is, rather than, oh, you're so pretty. Like, yes, compliments like that are nice and feel good, but it's the compliments of like, I love the way I feel around you. You feel like sunshine, stuff like that. I love your energy. That feels better because that's the stuff that matters, not the physical stuff. Even though I know it's so easy to focus on that, you really have to make a conscious effort to not nitpick at yourself, not pull yourself apart to pieces and be negative to yourself. You know, just be either neutral, be nice to yourself, make the conscious effort to do that. And I don't know, just being in the mindset of this is literally my vessel of life. I need to take care of this and not be so mean to myself all the time because that is just entirely unhelpful and it feels so bad to do that. Those are kind of the mindsets that have helped me be where I am now of just being like, hey, this is my body. You know, it's nothing that serious. I thought it was always so, so serious and always the end of the world if I didn't like the way I looked. And it all depends on how you look at yourself because there'll be days where one day I wake up and I look at myself and I'm like, ugh. And then the next day, fundamentally, I look physically the exact same. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I love myself. And that's because it just is internal of how you look at yourself. That's what it all comes down to. I also really like to focus on how I feel because there have been times where I've quote unquote looked my best, but I didn't even feel good. And now I've just focused on the feeling because I think that's the most important thing. 
And with that, I will end off our first advice session of 2023. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Sometimes when I record these, just like now, I kind of black out and forget what I said because in my head, you know, my eyes are closed. I'm talking into this mic. I'm just saying stuff and hoping something sticks. If it did, great. Like I said earlier, definitely stay tuned to the Instagram if you want to participate in future episodes. Thank you so much for listening. And that is all the advice on my mind. Bye.